This is the Brewing Network's Brewing with Style, hosted by Jamil Zanishev and Mike Tasty McDowell, along with special guest Jonathan Plise. Now, here's Jamil. Hey, howdy. Hey, my Brewing brothers and sisters. Everybody, welcome to the show. The show that's all style. It's all style. We are brewing with style. Yeah. <laughs> we don't look like stylish guys. We no, brew no. The style. No, I, uh, I, I just got back from uh, Albuquerque. Oh, Albuquerque, yeah, Japan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Albuquerque, Japan. I knew you were in Japan. I thought there was another <laughs> one. Oh yeah. Oh no, the Duke City. Ah. Ah. You know why they call it the Duke City? Is that where he died or was born? Does Daisy Duke <laughs> live there? Right. They invented the Daisy Duke uh, shorts there. <laughs> right. Uh, and filmed Dukes of Hazard there. No, um, it was some like Spanish Duke. And uh, when they, when they oh. you know, laid claim to the patch of dirt that was uh, out oh. there, they, they wrote a letter to the Duke and said, hey, we named the city after you. Oh. And there you go. So, nice. I I know nothing more than that. But well, now that you've been there, are they going to rename it the Jamil City? Right, the Pope City. You betcha. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, went out there and uh, met with a bunch of homers. The the Duke's uh, Homebrew Club sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, good good bunch of folks brewing some really great beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, hung out at uh, Boxing Bear Brewing Company, and well, that sounds familiar too. It's attached to uh, Southwest Grape and Grain is a homebrew oh. shop. They got like two homebrew shops. They're really nice homebrew shop. I mean, they uh, they uh, you know they have uh, drunk the uh, the uh, homebrew strong Kool Aid, uh, oh. uh-huh. the uh-huh. Brewing Network Kool Aid, and they uh-huh. they do a lot of stuff uh, based off of. Uh, a lot of things we've been espousing over the years, and uh, uh-huh. it really shows in uh, the homebrew that people are brewing. Hey, some great beers there. Uh, there was uh, one, a, a cranberry mead. Oh. That I'm not revealing any of the secrets for this, because I want to start brewing this at uh, at Heretic sometime. I tell you, just fantastic. It was only like like an 8 percenter too. Mm. Oh, it was really good, hmm. really good. I could have drank pints of that. <laughs> Unfortunately, the guy only had like one little bottle that he brought with him. I'm like, hey, dude, next time. <laughs> you need to bring a larger. Bring, bring the keg. Yeah. Come on, what's yeah. the matter with you? Let's get a good taste of this shit. Uh, Edward was his name. Uh, you know, a bunch of great folks there. Um, uh, a couple of Kevins. Uh, <laughs> a couple of the other. Yeah. And, you know, went out there. Uh, Liz went with me. Oh, cool. I now have this rule. I am not going to any event mm. unless one of my family members is coming with me. <laughs> I'm curious why, because I have a reason for this too. But I'm, I'm wondering if it's the same. <laughs> so your re- uh, I'm and I will sure guess. Not. I will guess what your reason would be, <laughs> so I could have like a lackey to work for me. <laughs> That would be your reasoning, right? Uh, well, it, that, that's one way to define it, yes. Right, right. Someone no. to take care that's of you. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's yes. to, to wipe when there's no Japanese toilet to spray. Uh, but, uh, no, I, I just, uh, you know, uh, working software, I was, I was gone, not a lot, but you know, I'd probably be gone on the road a, a month, a year. And, uh, you know, over the course of, uh, you know, 12 years of my kids, you know, growing up or, you know, 18 years of them growing up, uh, I missed, you know, a year and a half of their lives. Yeah. And that just, you know, dawned on me after I quit my software job. I'm like, well, I'm not, I don't want to go anywhere unless I get to take some family with me. So my requirement now is that 
a family member goes with me, and then I'm 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 cool with uh, going and traveling to these places. I, I and I'll tell you, you bring the entire family and you pay for the, all of them to go. Mm-hmm. I'll go pretty damn much anywhere <laughs> they go want to go. Yeah, is your family happy with this rule? They love it. Okay, good. Yeah, they're like, yeah, free nice. trip. Okay. Nice. Excellent, yeah. excellent. You know, they like to go and. Uh, I go and I do my work and they, you know, go off and do whatever. But then, you know, we get to uh, hang out most of the time. Yeah. And uh, like my daughter in Japan or and then Liz in Albuquerque, she went and she visited Old Town and all that while I was hanging out with the Dukes and uh, talking beer. They had a lot of great questions. We talked a lot about uh, homebrewing and all that. And I got to meet a lot of the uh, local brewers. Uh, Jeff from Lacumbre came back oh, yeah. out. Yeah, I Very seen, nice. seen him before. He... Uh, uh, came out too, and uh, they got quite the vibrant beer scene going on there. I'm really, really impressed. A lot of good beers. I was, uh, uh, you know, I tasted everything the Boxing Bear made, and that was all really good. Okay, I was, I was very impressed. I might have to take a trip through New Mexico on the next uh, uh, RV tour. Right uh, there, you go. You know? Well, and uh, we went by uh, Walter White's house. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Is it still fenced off? Uh, no, they're offensive. Some they get a couple of signs out front, nice. you know, like private property, no trespassing. Yeah, and then um, we went by uh, Saul's uh, uh, oh. legal offices. Yeah. Yeah. Picture of that. Too. Nice. That's <laughs> very cool. That is cool. They get the uh, the tram up the mountains, and you see off into infinite infinity. Yeah, uh, lots by of good food. Did not go to the car wash. I was like, ah, you know, I didn't want to make Liz drive around all these places. <laughs> She was cool. Well, you do, you asked him if you get a discount for cash. <laughs> right. You right. didn't drive out into the middle of the desert where they parked the Winnebago? They have all these hey, tours. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. they even have a tour that goes in an RV oh. similar to uh, oh, or, or the same as the one they use in the show. Erlenmeyer right. is rolling all over the place. Nobody right. wants to be in there. You to ride, they, right. They charge 75 bucks, and it's like an all-day tour in the back of this RV. Yeah. And they go around all these places, and have they have lunch at... Uh, the uh, Trace Hermanos or whatever it is. It's actually called Twisters or something like that. Okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, you go around. I'm telling you, you you, you take the uh, the Pope Mobile out there, mm-hmm. you know, rip out all the bedrooms and stuff, <laughs> yeah. you know, throw a few Erlenmeyers in there. You can start making some money. I probably you could. Stop <laughs> doing this Brew Network crap and yeah. uh, make yourself some money on some tours. Yeah, you, oh, on the tours you were saying. Yeah, I oh, thought yeah. I was like I was thinking you clearly haven't seen Cooking the end meth. of the show because <laughs> I don't know what you're recommending to me. Yeah. Well, that wasn't a bad way to go. Yeah. You know, if you if you got some disease. I am such a nerd cuz I would definitely do the tour. Definitely do that tour. Yeah. Absolutely. I, oh yeah. Yeah. Well, if you've done the Twilight tour, you might as well do I the didn't Breaking do the Bad Twilight tour. the Twilight tour. <laughs> I went to Forks on my own and did my own tour. <laughs> hey, we went to Forks. I took the whole family in that it's, RV to oh, yeah. Forks. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm sorry. They all they, dumpy. they all went around to all the sites, and I sat and drank beer at some, some <laughs> yeah. place. Aw, memories. Yeah. <laughs> Dad's getting drunk while the rest of us go out. <laughs> Again. Hey. That's what I said. You know, it's important to bring the family along and all these things. <laughs> so you have a designated driver. Yes, but that that was awesome. They uh, invited me out and took good care of me. And, Very cool. And I'll, I'll tell you what was really good was, you know, I go on do all these things. And people would be like, okay, so at uh, 6 a.m. when the sun rises, uh, we'll have you at the early morning, you know, brewer's breakfast. 
and then you'll go do this, and then you'll you'll you know help us uh, build a uh, pyramid, and then you'll like have lunch, and then you'll <laughs> you know sign some books, and then uh, you yeah. know dinner, and then and around midnight we're going to go to the next place. Yeah, and you know it's like six a.m. till two a.m. <laughs> and they're like, "Do I sound like Superman on this show?" Uh, you know, yeah. come on, I'm an old fat dude. Really not going to happen. Yeah, where's the break time in there? No, no. But in in Albuquerque, I'm telling you. It's like, well, you know, if you could get here around 11, 11.30, I'm like, ah, that I can do. I can My get kind there at 11, people. 11.30. Right, yeah. right. Like, you know, maybe we'll go till 6, 6.30. Mm-hmm. You know, want to give you time to go with your wife and tour around. There you go. I'm like, holy smokes. Fantastic. <laughs> Absolutely fantastic. I had a great time. That's I good. I tell you, good people there. Mm. All the people in New Mexico, thank you very much. Well, they could just also be worried about you, you know. Figure right. you need your rest. <laughs> right. They're like, uh, this guy looks like he's going to heal over, and we don't want him to die in New Mexico. Not on our dime. Right. Have to get rid of the body. Probably have to pay to have send it back. Uh, yeah. They'll true. probably want the corpse, you know. There'll be an investigation into what kind of drugs he was on. It's a whole thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a whole thing. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Speaking of the whole thing. Uh, how about that, uh, how about that, uh, AHA, huh? Guy's got everything for us. Looking out for us 24-7. Right. Well, a lot of these people are AHA members. I'm sure they offered AHA discount. Oh, yeah, almost every homebrew club. I would say 99% of the memberships are AHA members. They offered AHA discount at this, uh, Box and Bear as well. Yeah. You know, they your bar, you get yourself a discount, save yourself, uh, I don't know what, it may, may have been a dollar pint. I don't know. Uh, not so uncommon for it to be almost a dollar right, a pint. Right. Pay for your AHA membership in no time at all. Oh, yeah. If you drink uh, enough, you can make money. Right. Yeah, it's like profit. right? Oh, no. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know what that, else the AHA, savings uh, for your liver transplant AHA offers later. to clubs is insurance. Oh. For like three and a half dollars a member. It's really cheap. That's then, good. You know, you just add that or include it in the, in the deuce. You get coverage for some really significant stuff, like millions, you know, $4 million of liability coverage. Mm-hmm. Really nice. Nice, I, nice to have. Peace of I mind. would not have a club without it. I wouldn't. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't want to step foot on a. Of course, club I I actually have stuff to lose. So you <laughs> yeah, know, there you go. Yeah. Our friend Crispy over there on the AHA governing committee really championed that cause, and fi- after years of working on it, finally got it to go through last year, I think. And yeah, a lot of clubs have signed up, and like Jamil said, probably shouldn't have one without it anymore. Especially if you're out doing events at other places and things like that, it gives yeah. you coverage at different places. Well, no, so, you could go to a club meeting and, and get overserved, and then. Yeah, you know, your yeah. heirs may go like, "Hey, those, there's the one that they did it there. They made dad drunk. Yeah, they're the ones who killed dad. They owe us money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can hear that now. That's what my family do. I tell you, you get you get me toasted. They're coming after you. That's right. <laughs> They'll have anyway. representation. All right, so uh, yeah, the magazine also, itself is worth the magazine. The, yeah, the dues, you know, all the uh, the legislative work they do. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, check it out. Uh, you can actually sign up through the Brewing Network. Go to thebrewingnetwork.com. Look for the AHA logo. Click on that. Sign up through that. And a little portion gets cut back to the uh, Brewing Network. Helps keep this show on the air, and you get a great membership. So yes, check it out. Check it out today. Speaking of today, we've got uh, Beer de Garde. Mm. Yes, sir. Category 16D over in the BJCP guidelines. Uh, Beer de Garde's, uh, I don't know, I, I think, Jamil, that this one can 
can kind of be all over the place. And, mm-hmm. you know, especially when I was looking for lists of commercial examples, I, I found myself really questioning the lists because the beers seem so very different from each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm sure that'll be a topic we can talk about here. But, uh, you know, in the aroma, there's a prominent malty sweetness, um, a little bit of complex, light to moderate, uh, toasty character. Some caramelization is acceptable. Uh, low to moderate esters. And very little to to zero hop aroma. Um, it could be a bit spicy or herbal in that hop aroma, though. And commercial versions will often have a musty, woodsy, cellar-like character. Mm. That uh, the BJCP mm. says that's difficult to achieve in homebrew. Yeah, you know that's that's like um, I really believe that's a corked character. Oh, that's a you know uh, you can only find that in the corked ones. And at least I only ever found it in in the corked uh, examples of the style. Okay, and um, I, I I think it was just bad corks. Okay, and so, so they for- that became like part of the style, and you never got in any of the crown cap stuff. Okay. You know, of course, I should have started with this. The name literally means uh, beer which has been kept or lagered. Um, so it's kind of a traditional artisanal farmhouse ale from northern France, brewed in early spring and kept in cold cellars for consumption in warmer weather. Uh, of course, now it's brewed year-round um, and related to kind of a Belgian Saison style. The main difference is that the beer de garde is rounder, richer, sweeter, and more malt-focused. So in other words, it's completely different than the Saison. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that makes it pretty different. Right. And it has that cellar character, which is something I often reference. They are both liquid, uh, which is the <laughs> similarity that they share. Yeah. They both have alcohol. Yeah, that's an interesting... And there the similarity ends in Saison <laughs> and beer de garde. All right, in appearance, there are three main variations, blonde, amber, and brown. So the color can range anywhere in there. So the color could be anything. <laughs> uh, oh, wait, it gets better. Uh, clarity, guess what the range is? Good to poor. Yes, well, <laughs> of course. So and, uh, this is every beer on earth is what we're... Uh, right. Uh, haze, uh, though, is not expected in this type of often unfiltered beer. Um, I'm going to find that so interesting. So clarity is poor, but no, it shouldn't be hazy. It shouldn't be hazy. Um, well, so. hazy's poor. better than poor, isn't it? I mean, yeah. Well, well, if, so if, it, if it's hazy, go ahead and make it really bad. It's going to be the most confusing show ever, right? All right, flavor. Well, this is why we do this show, okay? Because there's stuff like this that's just like, well, this makes no sense. Well, which one is it? Right. Yeah, you know, people have a hard time understanding what what a good example is. Yeah. Okay. All right. In the flavor, medium to high malt flavor, uh, often with a toasty toffee-like or caramel sweetness. Malt flavors and complexity tend to increase as beer color darkens, as you might guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, low to moderate esters and alcohol flavors, medium low hop bitterness provides some support, but the balance is always tilted toward the malt. Uh, and the malt flavor lasts to the finish, etc. Um, kind of ends up with a smooth, well-lagered character. No diacetyl. It says that very clearly. So not even little amounts. Mouthfeel, medium to light. Smooth diacetyl uh, zero to stick of butter. It didn't say zero to stick of butter. It didn't say zero to I can't believe it's not butter. Just no (laughs) diacetyl. Um, Overall impression, a fairly strong malt accentuated lagered artisanal farmhouse beer. Mm -hmm. So could go on, but uh, just the vitals, you know, 1060 to 1080. Mm-hmm. Uh, should finish out at 10.8 to 10.16. Mm-hmm. Uh, big range there as well. Uh, IBUs 18 to 28. 
SRM 6 to 19, mm-hmm. and an ABV uh, 6 to 8.5%. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, the thing about a style like this is, you know, uh, you know, how do you know it's a bearded garden? It's like, you know, pornography. How do you know it's pornography? Well, you, you know, know when, when you, you see it. You know when you see it. Right. You know when you feel it. You know when you taste it. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it's it's going through and learning, you know. I, I think if you drink enough commercial examples of beer to guard, then you kind of get this sense of, oh, yeah, that's a beer to guard. Oh, yeah, you know, this could be a beer to guard. Or, you know, this isn't a beer to guard. Well, why not? I don't know. It doesn't taste like a beer to guard. You know, it's one of those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they're talking about the malt flavors and toffee and all that stuff. I would say, you know, if you're looking at a blonde example, very little of that exists. No. You know, it's not until you get into the darker examples. So this is one of those things, uh, you know, some competitions, I think uh, the Maltos Falcons, it might be the Saison that they break up into multiple colors, but I think they may actually, in their competition, they break up beer to guard into multiple colors as well. There's a you know a blonde and amber and a dark. Certainly different depending on that. Yeah, because they're you know uh, you know they're not a highly hot beer, so it's the malt's going to drive the. Flavor. Yeah, they're they're related, but you know when you have something that goes from really quite pale to really quite dark, I mean that's you know if if you had a a, a pale stout, would you still call it a stout? You know if you right <laughs> yeah you know, you know something you know you had. Uh, <laughs> Guinness, but it's, you know, pale, it, it, all of a sudden, you, you know. Right. Yeah. And so it's interesting that you kind of lump all these together, and I see why, but, uh, you know, I think each really deserves its own kind of uh, uh, perspective on, on, you know, what they bring to the style and what they are. So this is one that would scare me based on that if I was taking the BJCP exam or the Cicerone mm-hmm. exam, for example, where I, where they put one in front of me. And I had to tell you if it was or was not a beer to guard. They'll never put a beer to guard in front of you on the BJ. Okay, because they know it's just that. It's, uh, it's too screwed up. Okay. <laughs> right. Got it. So, yeah, they stick to, you know, better known styles. Okay. Easier to define. Uh, but, you know, that doesn't do any good to the the people who become judges and need to go out and judge this style. Right. Or, you know, if, if you really want to, uh, you know, brew a great example, I think... Um, it's it's one of those uh, tough uh, styles to to kind of define and uh, uh, really understand. Yeah. All right. Let's do this. Let's take a short break. When we come back, we'll be tasting our uh, fine commercial examples that Justin tracked down. Uh, you know, hey, Scott was great, but you're you're a step up. Wait till I'm you hear saying. what I got. You're going to be excited. All right. Um, I'm expecting uh, to be sporting wood uh, right after this. When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it, too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for every beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone Certification Program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerones know beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone Program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious.
pretentious. Cicerones are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. Your support of the Brewing Network means everything to us. We couldn't produce shows without you. And we love giving you something extra for that support, like Brew Your Own Magazine. You already know it's a great brewing magazine full of recipes, equipment how-tos, discussions of beer styles, and brewing techniques. Whether you're new to brewing and just starting out or you're an old pro, you'll always learn something from the articles in Brew Your Own. Plus, there are amazing special issues like plans for building a Brutus 10 system, 250 classic clone recipes, and the Home Brewer's Answer Book. Brew Your Own Magazine and BYO.com are awesome resources for any brewer. Whether for yourself or as a gift, when you subscribe or resubscribe from the Brewing Network homepage, you directly support programs like this. Get a great magazine and support the Brewing Network. Subscribe to Brew Your Own right from the thebrewingnetwork.com. For nearly 40 years, one organization has had your back. The American Homebrewers Association. Are you a member? (laughs) Why not? Join the more than 40,000 brewers who enjoy all the American Homebrewers Association has to offer. Like Zymergy Magazine, in print and online. Plus the Zymergy app. Zymergy is the leading publication for amateur brewers around the world. Supporters also get member deals at their local breweries, bars, and homebrew shops. These alone quickly pay for your membership. You'll also get great member-only resources at homebrewersassociation.org and access to AHA events like the National Homebrewers Conference and the National Homebrew Competition. The American Homebrewers Association promotes the hobby of homebrewing, protects the interests of homebrewers, and brings beer lovers together become a member today it costs less than a batch of beer and gives back so much more visit homebrewersassociation.org a few things happened 30 years ago arfanet migrated to tcpip and the internet was born revenge of the jedi was renamed return of the jedi and opened in theaters mila kunis and emily blunt were born beginning a fantasy in my mind but all of that pales next to the fact that hop tech opened its doors and began blowing homebrewers right out of their mash tons hop tech doesn't fuck around real people shipping awesome shit straight to you their new website is fast and easy to navigate or just call 800-379-4677 and let badass bitch jade and the gadget guy roberto blow their warm load of customer service all over you So visit the site or visit the store in Dublin, California, and support those that support you. Get your brewing on at hoptech.com. Are you looking for a simple brewing system that's great for all grain brewing, but everything on the market seems to be full of compromises? Blickman Engineering has the answer. The Blickman Brew Easy All Grain Brewing System. The Brew Easy is a complete system with easy upgrades and a beautiful compact design, perfect for any size brewing location. At its core, the Brew Easy is built on two gorgeous Blickman Boilermaker brew kettles, a high temperature March pump, and either a top tier gas burner or the new boil coil electric heater. The Brew Easy adapter lid allows the pots to stack 
stack on top of each other, forming an efficient, strong, and compact brewing setup that comes in 5, 10, and 20-gallon batch sizes. Upgrade your BrewEasy system with full automated control by adding a Blickman Tower of Power temp controller and make moving around easy with the Blickman Kettle Cart. The BrewEasy is modular. If you already own a Boilermaker kettle, you can build your BrewEasy by purchasing just the modules you need. The new BrewEasy all-grain brewing system. See it today at BlickmanEngineering.com and brew with Blickman quality on your new Brew Easy. Now back to Brewing with Style. All right, we're back. We're tasting our uh, beer to guard. Yeah. We've got, uh, we've got uh, Lost Abbey Avant Garde. Russian River Perdition. Yes. And Jolly Pumpkin Oro de uh, Calabaza. Yes. So I'm, after tasting, Jamil, I'm quite pleased with two of my decisions <laughs> as a representation of the style. I know I was saying what a gra- how happy you were going to be, but I think part of this is going to make for a good conversation. So... I'm just talking about without I'm not voting on them or discussing the beers. I'm just saying of the three that we have, none of them, of course, are in the BJCP style guidelines. Right. But all three were listed over on the beer advocate beer right. to guard right. list. Right. And well, and you know, the thing to keep in mind when we do these shows and we talk about these beers is sometimes, you know, a, a, a beer might be uh, aged, you know, to a point where it's not a good example. If, if you go back to the uh, Irish red uh, show we had uh, two weeks ago. Um, the uh, Smithix is uh, kind of um, showing uh, some you know condition issues. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that it was a bad beer or a poorly brewed beer or anything like that. The reason that we point these things out and try and describe them to the listeners is that when you get these same beers, you know, you may have a fresh example. You may have a, an aged example of, of any of these beers. And, the, and the, the thing to learn is that, okay, just because I'm this is listed on a piece of paper in the style guide does not mean that it's going to be a perfect example. It could be. Yeah. But, you know, you need, you need to go into it with a little bit of, uh, you know, uh, you know, thought as to, well, you know, it might be aged, it might not. What does it taste like age? What does it taste like fresh? So that's one of the reasons we go through this exercise. Yeah, but in this case, and this is what I'm going to be looking for your input on as we talk about these beers, I'm actually thinking that one of these beers just is completely not a beer to guard. I'm, I think they're all good examples of the beer that they are. I'm, I, don't, I won't be talking about any age things. I think I'll be talking about one of them just not, even though it was on that list. Yeah. I don't see anything about it that made it a, makes it a beer to guard. All right. All right, all right. So that's what I'm worried about here. Well, Mr. T, let's start with you. Uh, we always pick on the uh, on the newest person. Yeah, and okay. uh, that's why Justin brought you in. <laughs> it's because I, yeah. I you got tired of being picked on <laughs> for two weeks. <laughs> I couldn't deal with it. <laughs> um, I think my I'm going to go with favorites first. Um, my favorite is Perdition from Russian River. It's just really, really clean finishing. Um, it's really floral. Um, the Oro de Calabaza is, like Justin said earlier, I don't think it's a beer to guard, really. It's way too 
um, funky tart. for that style and tart and a little bit of sour to it, just slightly. But just that slightness, I feel like, doesn't make it into the beer to guard realm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the avant-garde, I'm not a fan of that at all, actually. Hmm. Why is that? Um, See, Justin gave you that, huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, it just doesn't have much to it, I feel like, compared to the other two, at least. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So your first would be Russian River? Yeah, definitely. Your second would be? Oro. Oro? Even though it's not. I mean, by your, favorites, yeah. Even though it's not a beer to guard, yeah. Okay. All right. Justin? All right. Uh, once again, I would just like to thank some brewers. Uh, Russian River had their driver meet me at Marin with some with a fresh growler Perdition. Perdition's actually only available at the pub. Oh. They don't package it. Uh-huh. So their driver was out doing a route, and Vinny had him bring us a fresh growler on his route and deliver it to Marin, where we were picking up other beer, too. And it must so, be nice to have those photos of Vinny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he knows. Uh, uh-huh. Vinny, I'll publish these in a second. What'd you, what'd you pay that girl? <laughs> <laughs> but, so I want to thank his driver, their route driver, Marty, who did it, and then Bird, their, their guy, really takes care of things to get everything out there. They all helped us out to get some fresh beer here. Um, okay, so... Perdition, it's it's my favorite. It just hands down, and I think it fits so many of the descriptors on that BJCP list mm-hmm. that I just read. It's on the darker side of the three, on the darker of the SRM, so I'd call it amber, I guess. It's kind of a pale-ish amber, um, darker of the three that we have, and it, and it has that malt-forward character that uh, it was kind of listing, some, some caramel notes in there. Really low, mild hop aroma and flavor. Uh, it's a wonderful beer. I mean, I just mm-hmm. I want to drink it by the pint. So I think it really fits a, a beer to guard, in my opinion, and it's just such a high-quality example. Um, the Avant-Garde from Lost Abbey is my second. Mm-hmm. And I at first, I struggled between the two. Uh, it took me several tastes before the, the gap widened between which one was my number one and my, and my number two. Mm-hmm. And some of it's what Taylor said. The Avant-Garde gets a little thinner and a little less of the malt characters, I guess, I was looking at. Huh. Um but also a great beer. I just, I just, yeah, I just feel like it's a little on the mild side. But a great beer, still my number two. And then the Oro de Calabaza, which is just wonderful. It's just too sour. I felt like I didn't. I went back to the BJCP even as we were tasting, looking for something that would allow for some tartness and some mm-hmm. sourness, and I didn't find anything there. Mm-hmm. And so then I thought, all right. It was listed, like three or four of Jolly Pumpkin's beers, by mm-hmm. the way, were listed in the Beer to Guard page on mm-hmm. Beer Advocate. Mm-hmm. So I kind of stabbed in the dark, and I took the one that was highest rated. Mm-hmm. So then I tried to imagine, all right, what if it wasn't tart? Mm-hmm. What about the rest of the beer? Mm-hmm. And then I still don't think it's a, a, a Beer to Guard. It's more of a Saison. It's, it's too dry. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, not a, there's not a malty characteristic that comes through. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a wonderful, sour, Saison-y beer to me. Mm-hmm. I love it for that, but it's not a beer to guard. So, unfortunately, mm-hmm. it comes in at number three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. tasty. Yes, they're all tasty. <laughs> uh, yeah, the uh, the calabaza uh, definitely a, a a sour beer or a beer that has turned sour. I don't know what. I assume it was. Some people must have thought it was a beer to guard. At least the guys that. Uh, and a lot of them, I guess it was, it was up there. Or, uh, yeah. You know, beer advocate. Yeah. Beer advocate, I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, in terms of the other the other two, and of course I'm throwing that out like everybody else. 
uh, I think the Lost Abbey avant-garde may be more typical of a um, a beer to guard as I've had them. Uh, the Russian River uh, beer uh, just tastes so good. It's hard not to uh, to like it better. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to... I'm going to finish that growler after after we're done here. <laughs> but uh, yeah. I think I'm going to just go out on a limb here and... Uh, if I had to say, well, which one's a better uh, example of the style, I'm going to go with the Lost Abbey, uh, even though I like the flavor oh, of the, of the British. A little intrigue, have we? Yeah, just, you know. <laughs> sometimes, you know, people make... Uh, the tradition can be trying to squeeze, I don't know, a Belgian double into a Beardegard hole. Mm. Or, or the same token, the, the avant-garde mm. could as well be a Belgian pale ale. It would fit that style guideline, mm-hmm, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very interesting. Very interesting. All right. So you know what I think. I think we'll take a short break, and when we come back, I will tell you what I think right after this. Introducing Clarity Firm from White Labs, an amazing tool for pro brewers and home brewers. Clarity Firm is an endoprotease that will reduce chill haze and increase the stability of your beer and produces gluten-reduced beer. Clarity Firm is easy to use. Just add it when you pitch your yeast, and Clarity Firm will do its work during fermentation. When fermentation is complete, chill haze will already have been addressed. In addition, reduce the gluten content in beers made with barley and wheat with Clarity Firm. Most beers made with Clarity Firm will test below 20 parts per million, the current international standard for gluten-free. Better looking and more stable beer with the added benefit of reduced gluten so you can pour your beer for more friends and customers. Why wouldn't you use Clarity Firm? Clarity Firm from White Labs. The reasons are crystal clear. Learn more at whitelabs.com. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, More Beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. MoreBeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. MoreBeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to MoreBeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of the buzz, the forum, the learning center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Beer tasting games that train your palate, a brewery locator, and the brand new interactive beer style guide. These are just a few of the awesome things you'll find on craftbeer.com. The style guide is a beautiful example of technology in beer. Browse beer style families or turn on the automatic beer style finder and explore beer through color, bitterness, ABV, aroma, and flavor. It's really the coolest way to explore every beer style besides having them all in front of you. Go to craft 
craftbeer.com and click on Beer Styles to start the guide. Plus, enjoy the rest of craftbeer.com, the Brewer's Banter blogs, beer education, how to host a beer tasting, and the invaluable Draft Quality Manual. Tons of great content that makes your beer better. Visit the new craftbeer.com right now and explore the website that brings you all the passion, camaraderie, and creativity of the craft beer community. Craftbeer.com, celebrating the best of American beer. Your brewing water can be a mystery. If it's good enough to drink, it's good enough to brew with, right? We all know to perfect certain styles of beer, proper water chemistry is vital. But running water tests can be complicated and expensive, but not anymore. Industrial Test Systems is proud to introduce the new Smart Brew Water Testing Kits, incorporating the exact iDip Smart Photometer System. The only photometer on the market that harnesses the power of the smartphone and runs water tests without you doing a pile of calculations. The iDip features two-way Bluetooth communication with the brain of the system, which is its own multilingual app. This allows limitless possibilities, including lab accuracy, free upgrades, test customization, over 35 available, mobile sharing, and more. You can keep a detailed history of your results, email your water report to other brewers, or share it on social media. Visit smartbrewkit.com now and learn more about the iDip photometer and all the tests it can do for you. Back to Jamil, Tasty, and Chicken Boy. This is Brewing with Style. All right, we're back. We're enjoying some fine beers. Uh, having a good uh, selection of uh, beer to garns and whatever. Yeah, for his styles. Right, various, That's such a, various uh, styles of beer. Wide open style description. That uh, right. I mean, it's kind of hard to say something's not in style when you have it in front of you against that style description. Right. I would say I would say that none of them really excite me as a beer to guard. I mean, I could see them as beer to guard, but I think that um they're missing some fundamentals of the Esther character that I would put as Beardegard, maybe? Hmm. Well, give me a name for that. That's not the woody thing that they were mentioning that it might have, or earthy. Or... Right, right, right. That earthy, mushroomy that, that kind, kind of thing. Of thing. Uh-huh. I mean, that's definitely, you know, one of the things. But like I said, that could be just corked beer. Um, well, or but there aged is kind beer, of a, right? Yeah, if... aged beer, and there's kind of a, you know, a... Uh, European kind of ale character to them, and uh, you know maybe also a little bit of a uh, uh, you know water character as well. Um, Minerally, maybe. Yeah, I will say this: the Jolly Pumpkin beer, freaking Ron Jeffries at Jolly Pumpkin. God damn, that's really great beer. He's such a badass. <laughs> that, is, that is so good. You know, if you're not familiar with Jolly Pumpkin. Uh, you know, uh, go back to, uh, we did some, uh, Kenya Bruits mm. with, uh, Ron from, from Jolly Pumpkin and he, uh, revealed, uh, opened the kimono on, on a lot of the stuff that they do. And, uh, you know, they actually have, um, they open up their vents and let, uh, you know, bacteria and wild yeast, uh, kind of infect their process. They've got open fermenters and oh my God, it's really, really 
outstanding. It's so good. I could uh, I could drink you know just about any Jolly Pumpkin beer, multiple <laughs> bottles. Uh, we were talking about in Cleveland how we we polished off like an entire case. <laughs> this is when we had you know, we had first discovered Jolly Pumpkin. <laughs> we went to dinner and found out they had it. We right, ordered right. everything they right. had. Well, no, we first discovered it in Florida at the Homebrewers Conference. Okay, yeah, right. Oh, it was absolutely fantastic. But then we're, it's like, we're in Cleveland. We're like, well, what do you have? Uh, Bud, Miller, Coors, and then, oh, well, and here's the bottle list. And they had Jolly Pumpkin. Yeah. <laughs> we cleaned them out. And by the way, if I might just do a shameless plug, we pretty much always have Jolly Pumpkin available here at the Hop Grenade, too. So if you're ever in town and looking for a bottle, you can have it here, you can have it to go, because we're just such fans of it. I think I'm going to start getting Jolly Pumpkin on the Brewing Network tab when I do shows. There you go. Might mm-hmm, have to. Mm-hmm. But it's acceptable. Oh, now we got that on air. (laughs) He told me it was acceptable. Yeah. (laughs) The Russian River, the Lost Abbey. The Lost Abbey, I would say, is a decent representation of uh, a blonder bearded guard. Uh, You know, the higher carbonation. I think it's a little too full. Oh. Which is about the opposite of what I was saying. A little sweet. Not a dry enough finish. Okay. The Russian River. A drier finish, but hoppier. Um, boy. But again, both could use a little bit more of that kind of European ale kind of uh flavor i think see without having tasted an example of what you're talking about i can't imagine that the perdition yeah. isn't a beer de garde in that just from reading the, des- the description though yes it's close i would i would you know i you know if if these were entered in competition i would say they both are in the style okay um and i'd say they're both quite well brewed which one would I pick as the better example of the style? Hmm. Boy, that's tough. Um, which one <laughs> did you say, Justin? You went with Russian River. Yeah. And Tasty, you went with uh, Lost Abbey? Yes. And it doesn't really matter what you think. <laughs> uh, Bevo, uh, Russian River or Lost Abbey? I didn't taste Lost Abbey. Mm. Okay, so Russian River. Yeah. yeah. Russian River is the winner. <laughs> okay. There you go. There's your answer. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's no, the I'm, one. I'm going, I'm going Russian River. Tell you what else I like about the Russian River. It doesn't matter what temperature this beer is. It's good all the way through. It's good when it was freezing cold. It's good when it's warming up. And I'd say the Lost Abbey is... Um, a little too fruity and candy-like hmm. uh, for Bearded Garden. Not quite, you know, it's it's more the, a little more the earthy flavor, less the fruity flavor in the European kind of ale thing that I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. So more like Russian River, uh, not quite like, but I, you know, I think they're all great beers. I think we, you, you got three Stellar beers here. Yeah, I'd love to have another bottle of Lost Abbey, too. Yeah. 
I, I, you know, just if, if we had only one, I'd be drinking whatever one that was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the Jolly Pumpkin, uh, too funky, too sour. It's it's like a Belgian, like it says on the bottle, it's a Belgian golden with, um, you know, this barrel aged funky. Yes. So we're right to just throw it out as a beer right. to guard. Right. Okay. So it, it just tells you, you know, don't trust everything you read on the internet. You know? <laughs> right. um, I'm still learning. Which, you know, great beer. And I think that's why it's, you know, so high in the rankings, but not a example of beer to guard. So uh, Russian River is number one, Lost Abbey number two, and Jolly Pumpkin, a because it's so delicious, number three. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> All right, let's do this. Let's take a short break. When we come back, I will give you my recipe for beer to guard. Because I'm assuming none of y'all have a beer to guard recipe. No, I don't. That's a pretty safe gamble. There you go. Well, I, hey, I'm well, I might just no. No, no. See, I'm the one carrying all the water here. I don't know. This is this is you're bloated. So you make the big bucks. <laughs> It's all the water that's been injected back up. I think that that must be it. <laughs> that's the water you're carrying. That's the water I'm carrying. All right. I'm thin your blood out. <laughs> we'll be back right after this. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! Do you like beer? They make beer. Watch out! Do you like friends and fun? They make friends and fun. Watch out! Do you out! still like to have a good time? The 21st Amendment. Watch out! The 21st Amendment in San Francisco, located at 563 2nd Street, two blocks from the building where baseball is seen and played. Try their beers in the pub or try them in the can. Featuring... Monk's Blood. Made with real monk. Watch out! So why not have the best time of your life? Go to the 21A and Sean O'Sullivan will personally greet you with a can of... Monk's Blood. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment Bar and Pub, nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the Brewing Network. Any use of this telecast without Jamil Zanishev's consent is prohibited. Saka JP. Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters, this is Jamil Zanishev, and I love a bold, hoppy beer, one that spits resin in your face and makes you cry, Uncle. There are a lot of great hoppy beers out there, but at Heretic, we want to make something as bold, dank, and resiny as possible. We use hops at every chance we get, including multiple dry hop additions. The result is Heretic Evil Cousin. This light golden, 8% Imperial IPA has an easy malt character that helps take the edge off the massive bittering, but it takes a back seat to the in-your-face hop character. We make sure this beer finishes dry so the hops can jump out and slam me in the taste buds. If you can't get enough hoppy goodness, Evil Cousin is your cup of tea. Cheers. Adventures in Homebrewing have the knowledge and expertise to craft their own gear and original recipes. Some of the things Homebrewing.org creates and manufactures in-house are the Brutus brew stands and propane burners, the serial killer adjustable two-roller grain mill with seven-pound hopper, custom stainless steel false bottoms designed to fit kegels, coolers, and mini-sized brew pots. The brewers at Adventures in Homebrewing have designed a huge selection of original recipes for extract and all-grain brewing. Adventures in Homebrewing original recipes are 
are tried and tested, proven to be of the best quality. And right now, Adventures in Home Brewing is shipping 24 of their best recipes for free. Visit homebrewing.org for the most current selection. Once you try one of Adventures in Home Brewing recipes, you'll keep coming back for more. And now, it's even easier with free shipping on these kits. Brewing Network listeners receive 10% off their homebrewing.org orders when they use coupon code IPA at checkout. See terms and conditions for full details. Hey, Wooly, I'm beat. Can we find a nice tree to just hang out in for a while? You're beat? I've been swinging through this forest for 50 years, ever since we... Ever since we first escaped from the circus. I know, I know, but there's got to be more to life than exploring this creek and trying to populate the valley by copulating with loose, hairy girls. Mark, we stop. Look! What is that? It looks like a man-made treehouse. With fresh food. And craft beer. Welcome to the Creek Monkey Tap House, boys. Grab a seat. Creek Monkeys drink free. <laughs> awesome! The Creek Monkey Tap House in Martinez, California, takes their mission of fresh food and beer seriously. They only serve locally raised beef and chicken, as well as local sustainable produce. It's better for you and the planet, and it just tastes better. The beer and wine at Creek Monkey Tap House are chosen with the same care for the highest quality and rotation. Frequently to make each visit an adventure. Swing on into the Creek Monkey Tap House and enjoy a new legend of amazing food, beer, and wine. The Creek Monkey Tap House online at CreekMonkey.com. Now back to Brewing with Style. All right. We're back. Here the break, we were talking about uh, Great Brew Fest. I know there's one coming up, Justin. Uh, it's the Mammoth one? I have not been. Me neither. I've been hearing about it for years, but it's the Mammoth Blues and Bruzapalooza Fest mm-hmm. that's going on over there. I've heard nothing but um, great stuff about that. Yeah, I've been hearing about it for so long and have never gotten a chance to go. What are the dates over there, Taylor? July 30th through August 2nd. There you go. And the Brewing Network's going for the first time. I think we're going to head up there on uh, Thursday, be there for Friday, Thursday night, Friday, Saturday. Big headliner on Friday, Trombone Shorty is playing. This is what I've always heard about this fest, is that they just get these great music acts. Uh, Trombone Shorty, Johnny Lang is playing, um, and that's been going on for years. And then on the Saturday, they do this big Bluesapalooza, Bruzapalooza. Are you taking the and, BM uh, shagging wagons? So? I I am. Well, I'm taking the bunker, man, and uh, <laughs> we're we're going we're driving the. It's at eight thousand feet. <laughs> you know how many hours you're going to be going twenty five miles an hour? Is there a, with oh, eighty no, no, cars no, no, no. behind you? No, 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 no. Tell you, them about the Pomobile, Jamil. The Pomobile, that that Power Stroke diesel in that bad boy. That'll pull right is up. Is that in the right? Hill. You'll be just like that oh, okay. thing is a beast. Wow! It it it'll go. Oh. It'll go. Listen, she's not check, so check, easy check, on check, the check. eyes, Tasty. I know, but it can handle but, those hills. Oh, she's a beast. I've well. taken it up and down Grapevine, no problem. Yeah, I'm passing cars and speed up and everything. Wow! Yeah. wow. No, it it doesn't lose speed. Wow. I mean, you got to get a little speed up before you hit the sure, hill. You got to give it a little more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. But once, but once you're you know as you're pulling up the hill. It'll it'll keep going. It doesn't like just bog down and stop. And no, the worst part is when I get stuck in the truck lane and I can't move over to pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I because otherwise she's ready to go. Yeah, once you slow down, then you. I mean, you're yeah. gonna have trouble getting going. But it'll it'll pull all those hills, no problem. And honestly, it's surprisingly smooth. Yeah, <laughs> there it's you go. Dumpy as it seems. <laughs> It is a well, comfortable ride. And it's the not inside's bad. not dumpy at all. No, but the, the outside. outside's <laughs> it's a little dumpy. It needs a little work. But, oh, man, it runs great. So we're bringing the bunker, and uh, we're going to shoot some video. Where can people get tickets over there, Taylor? 
Uh, more info at www.mammothbluesbruisefest.com. There you go. And you can buy your tickets. Uh, come out and hang out with us because I'm excited to go for the first time. Right. This is the one. This is a fest that brewers talk about. It's in Mammoth Lakes, California. Mm-hmm. So it's just a beautiful spot to be. And uh, yeah. So come hang out with us. I don't know. If you get you know, space in the uh, in the bunker. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe uh, I can I can get away. Yeah, we only got the roof left. Sorry, Jamil. Uh, uh, hey, have you seen that roof? That's a uh, sweet roof. It is a nice roof. That's nice. It's begging for some solar panels, I think, but uh, <laughs> and a mattress. <laughs> you're hippieing it up. Yeah, that's what already. we're doing. I've had Jesus it for two weeks. Christ. I'm already hippieing it up. Screw some lawn chairs up there. <laughs> yes, good idea. Hella sick. It'll be just like back home. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. <clears throat> All right. Yeah. Well, enough of that. Enough of that nonsense. Yeah. I think uh, I'll give you a recipe for uh, my beer to guard. Hey, I brewed this recipe, and. Uh, I would just like, uh, I had brewed a, a number of beer to guard recipes. And I've been tweaking, tweaking, tweaking. And finally, I, I felt I got a perfect brewed this. And I was running it off into the carboy. And I'm like, okay, all set, ready to go. It's running off. And I'm like, I got to go inside for some reason. I can't remember where it was. Go inside to do something. I come back out. So the first gallon got in the <laughs> carboy. And I don't know how the tube got out of the carboy, uh, but the remaining four gallons were all over the. Uh, that's terrible. Yeah, that's, that's a good first place beer, but uh, it was all over the the ground. Uh, starting gravity ten seventy five, finishing gravity ten ten. Uh, you're talking about twenty six IBUs, a nine SRM, eight point six percent ABV, and. Um, you are going to use uh, 11 and a half pounds of pil- continental pilsner malt, uh, three pounds of Munich malt. I'd like a low mash temp, like 147, 149, you know, vacillate in that area. You want to get this thing to dry out. I think it's very important. Uh, so 147, 64C. Uh, you probably need to go 90 minutes, a longer mash temp, you know, let that thing, uh, let those enzymes work. Uh, you're going to, besides the Pilsner and the Munich, you're going to use, uh, some Caravienna, uh, 20 love, three quarter pound, 340 grams, some black patent at 525 love, uh, one ounce, 28 grams, just a little dash, give it a little color adjustment, um, I think if you go a little too much, it adds a little too much dryness, uh, especially if the thing attenuates out well. Just that little bit is just enough. Uh, I like to use cane sugar. About a pound, uh, 0.45 kilograms. You're in the you know five percentish, five six percentish of uh, you know cane sugar. You can go up to ten if you're not getting enough uh, dryness out of it. Uh, you really want this thing to finish out, though, I think. I like to use the uh, White Labs uh, WLP-011 European Ale Yeast or the Y Yeast uh, 1338 European Ale. You're going to ferment um, right around, uh, you know, you start in the 60s, mid-60s, upper 60s, and let that thing uh, slowly rise. Um you know, maybe you're going to start around 66, 67, 19 degrees C. 
and let that rise uh, up to 7 degrees, uh, 21C. And um, and you want to clean, not too clean. That's a European ale yeast. It's fairly clean. And then uh, you will uh, carbonate two and a half, three volumes and let that thing uh, uh, cellar, cellar it all year. I, You know, what uh, you could, uh, you know, six months down the road and then uh, drink that. There you go. Oh, hops. I forgot hops. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's hops in there. There's hops in this beer? Yes. Um, I've used Fuggles. Uh, 5%. Uh, 60 minutes. 1.4 ounce. 40 grams. 26 IBU. The Fuggle uh, has a little bit of a spicy earthy. Mm-hmm. And I think if you're using different hops, I would focus on the spicy earthy kind of hop yeah. character. Um, I think it accentuates that perception of all oh, this earthy mushroom cellar character. character yeah so anything any any hop that kind of gives you earthy i don't i'd steer clear of anything citrusy or piney or anything like that uh you know any uh you know uh, noble hops can be good because they tend to all be spicy um spicy floral it's all good Sounds good. <laughs> you all seem tired. It seems tasty to me. What I was thinking was, on a, let's say you made this beer for a competition, and the competition's in a month, and you just right. racked it today. Would would be some advantage of of uh, conditioning that warm, like uh, like mm. a cellar temperatures for a period of time to accelerate um, aging and conditioning. No, I, you know, in general, I don't think so. And that's um, a, a big difference between that and 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 uh, conditioning it cold. I mean, that must be right. some huge well, flavor change, right? You know, I I think the whole purpose of conditioning and lagering these things is really letting uh, a lot of the you know fine settle out, get that fine, tight little head on oh, it. You well, know, sure. kind of uh, you know develop the beer over time. I think that that makes a big difference. What if I took a beer like this and I, you know, I find it or filtered it to to uh-huh. to serving clarity and then uh, conditioned it warm? Yeah, I, uh, it make any difference. You certainly could. I, I I think that all that would be fine. I think it's more important to get your your grist right, get your um, you know, your yeast and your fermentation right, get enough attenuation. I think that that's all more important. Oh sure. I think, you know, you want it malty, but you don't want it uh, full and sweet. I think more the malty dry than the malty full and sweet. That's why you mentioned it, uh, relatively low mesh temperature to right. get it. To yeah, for me, that's that's the, the key. And the sugar to dry yeah, it out. Help dry it out. Yeah. Right. There you go. All right. You going to go brew one, Tasty? I think I might. I like to. I'll get Vinny's recipe for perdition. How about that? There you go. <laughs> well, there you go. It's a good start. I don't even point. know what yeah. it is, but yeah. I'm going to get make some. Sure. Blow off brewing classic styles. That's fine. <laughs> I'm not offended. It's okay. Well, you shouldn't you be. You hurt my feelings. <laughs> you don't have Vinny. That's okay. I, I'm, not, I'm not Vinny. That's all right. Not yet. Vinny needs more praise. I think that's what Vinny needs. Absolutely. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Right. There you go. All right. I'm going to send you some after the show. Say, hey, this beer tastes great. Thanks. <laughs> yeah.
It was great. And uh, thank you to all the brewers that helped. And Justin, um, you know, surprisingly, he's been quite helpful on this show. <laughs> yes, surprisingly. I'm, I'm, I'm stunned. Giving it the old college try. And there I have agreed with him on uh, multiple uh, rounds now, and it's really making me question myself <laughs> as a beer expert. But, uh, it's getting weird. There you go. It is getting weird. Uh, we'll hold hands later. Uh, if you'd like to hold hands with Justin, check out the Brewing Network store. All that's goodies in there. You get hoodies, the glassware, we growlers, hats, all that good stuff. That all goes to the, when you buy that stuff, you get yourself high quality goods that you'll look cool in. Very and cool. the profits go to the bottom line of the Brewing Network and keep shows like this on the air. So uh, check it out now, brewingnetwork.com slash store. Until then, everybody, brew strong. And often.